Welcome, listeners. You're tuned into the inaugural episode of Dancing Around the Questions. My name is Gerardo, sometimes known as Gato, and I will be your host on this little auditory adventure. In this podcast, we are going to explore the world of social dancing through the lens of the many people that form their dance communities. The people in the various dancing scenes around the world come from all walks of life, have their own motivations and passions with respect to the art and have followed their own unique journeys in becoming the dancers that they are today. While the idea might seem obvious, we don't always think about how dancers are born, and sometimes don't even have a spare moment to ask our favorite partners about the roads they've traveled in getting where they are. A few conversations I had with friends and teachers over the years planted the seed for this project. With the current pause in festivals and events, it finally had some time to sprout into some more in-depth examinations of who we are as dancers. Throughout the series, we're going to cover such questions as when and how we got into the dances, what struggles we encountered along the way, and why on earth we subject our bodies and minds to the kind of rigors dance parties and congresses put us through. We will also cover the more esoteric building blocks of dancing, the cultures, the music, the history, and the relationships dancers make with each other and with these building blocks. This is only about the 400th take of this introductory segment of the podcast. It's very hot in my room. It's been cold at some other points while I've tried to record it. But one of the things I guess that is polite to do would be to introduce who I am as a dancer and a person. So here we are. Now, I'm Salvadoran, and that makes me Latin American, however you want to define Latin American. And one of the interesting things about calling a lot of these dances Latin is if you're Latin American, people associate you with just knowing a dance. That wasn't the case with me. I didn't dance anything whatsoever in any part of my youth up until college. And even then, my freshman year, I was too busy playing frisbee for ungodly amounts of time, six to seven days a week, to pay enough attention to my friends' invitations to the salsa club. But in sophomore year of college, I decided I should branch out, not just play frisbee, do a slightly different physical activity. And so, to Salsa Club I went. I was no good for the longest time. And I sometimes have trouble understanding why I stuck around for so long. Because four to five years later, after finishing grad school, I still wasn't sure if I was a good dancer. Even if I had done a couple of performances in the showcases we had. But ultimately, it's because I made so many good friends there. And if any of you are listening, thank you for putting up with my terrible dancing at the time and just for being a pal in general. But 
despite my less than stellar assessment of my abilities at the time, I did get better. And that was the important thing. Because then after leaving Williamsburg, I was able to start taking classes with George Mason University's Asuka Club, who provides their lessons free to the community, or they were at the time. There wasn't a global pandemic suppressing such things then. And so I had this innate sense of rhythm and attend or at, yeah, attending the classes at George Mason University, I really started to fall in love with the music. I hadn't always been the biggest fan of salsa music, but I heard something in all those tracks that really appealed to me. And perhaps just as importantly, the classes were very well structured and I'd never had that level of structure in my dance learning up to that point. And I considered the people who were teaching us experts, at least to me at that time, starting from pretty close to zero doing Miami style salsa. But I came out of Georgia Mason University's classes feeling a lot better about my dancing, which was such a gift, honestly, because then when I moved to Richmond, I was a little bit less scared to ask strangers to dance. So now I'm in Richmond, and I've taken more classes. We'll, we'll talk about some of those in later episodes. And I've picked up a couple of new dances as well. And more importantly, just like many, many things in life, I've picked up a really good group of friends. And so dance has been a really special thing for me in all those regards, musically, mentally, friendshiply, just all sorts of great things that I've gotten from dance. And throughout this podcast, I'm hoping to touch not only on personal experiences, but also how we learn the different cultures that these dances come from and the that the communities take on the music, which is a very important and very dear thing to me, and the misconceptions and missteps that dancers might have about a dance or that people in general might have about dancing. So thank you for listening to this first episode. I really hope that I become a part of your regular podcasting diet, a healthy part but until next time, have a wonderful day or night. Thanks for tuning in. If you have any questions or comments about our conversations or would like to appear in a future episode of the podcast, send an email to dancingquestions at gmail.com. Our theme song is Kiss and Tell, Breezy Bossa Nova by Keshko. The photograph used in our artwork was taken by Ardian Lumi, available on Unsplash. Logo and artwork were created by Lydia Francis. Please visit our website for links and further details. Also, follow us on Instagram, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts to keep up with our latest content.